This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Amen. Let's read 2 Peter 2 and 7 from the Amplified Version. I'm going to read verse 8 as well. Uh, Peter says, and if he rescued righteous Lot, somebody say righteous Lot. Who was tormented by the immoral conduct of unprincipled and ungodly men for that just man. Somebody say just man. While living among them, felt his righteous soul. Somebody say righteous soul. Tormented day after day by what he saw and heard of their lawless acts. What's going on here? Amen. Peter is using Lot as an example. Amen. Hallelujah. Of how God rescues his people, even his imperfect people. Many of us, we've read the Bible. We understand that Lot was not a perfect man. But here on three occasions, amen, Peter refers to Lot as one, a righteous, uh, righteous Lot. Hallelujah. He re refers to him as a just man and he refers to him as a righteous soul. How can that be? How is Lot who lived in Sodom? Who probably witnessed and engaged in things that are unspeakable? considered a righteous man. We're going to look at it today. Amen. Hallelujah. Today's message is righteous lot. Righteous lot. Righteous lot. Won't you pray with me? Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We pray over our message today, Lord God. We thank you for the inspiration. We thank you for everyone that is with us, whether here in church or online. We pray, Lord God, that you open up their hearts to receive your word today, your seed today. But Father God, you've given me a task that's far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today like never before. And we won't fail to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor because you do all things well. In Jesus' name, let somebody say amen. amen. Righteous lot. Amen. Hallelujah. As I'm known to do, amen, let's look at a definition first. Amen. We're going to look at this word righteous, or in the King James Version, it says just. Amen. Hallelujah. Just lot. Hallelujah. And it's a Greek word because we know that the New Testament portion of the Bible was a written, originally written in Greek or Korne Greek, which was a common Greek. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's a word that's righteous or just is dikaios. Hallelujah. Dikaios. Hallelujah. And it's an adjective and it's derived from DK, the, the, uh, the prefix DK, which means right or judicial approval. Amen. So it is to mean to have judicial or God's approval. Amen. Hallelujah. Legal approval. Amen. Before God. Properly, it means approved by God. Hallelujah. So it's called a lot approved by God. Amen. Hallelujah. According to uh, uh, the uh, Bible uh, commentary of Thayer. Amen. Hallelujah. It also means righteous or just in the eyes of God. So just Lot was seen as just in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. Also related to diakosine. Hallelujah. Which is another Greek word that's that, that, that's related to diako diaios. Hallelujah. Which means the elect. Amen. Hallelujah. That the elect is a concept where God knows who will choose him. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not God being unfair, but God being omniscient knows who down through the centuries, down through the future, who will choose him. Amen. Hallelujah. And they are called the elect. Amen. Hallelujah. So in a nutshell, amen, 
Lot was approved by God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Which makes me a little confused. I don't know about you. How, how could Lot be approved by God? Which leads us, hallelujah, to our next part of our message here is, how can Lot be considered righteous with the kind of life he led? We're going to take a look at a couple of scriptures that view Lot's life to kind of bring it into our full understanding. Amen. Let's turn. Amen. Hallelujah. To Genesis 19 and 1. Genesis 19 and 1. I'm reading from the King James Version on this scripture. Amen. We're talking about righteous Lot. Hang with me. We're going somewhere today. Hallelujah. Genesis 19 and 1. What is happening here in the previous chapter, in chapter 18, the Lord appears to Abraham with two angels. All right. And he warns Abraham, hallelujah, that he's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. According to some scholars, amen, Sodom and Gomorrah had gotten caught up in so much sin, but more sin than you really understand. Amen. Hallelujah. They had gotten caught up into homosexuality and and, and, and other sexual sins, amen, and it is my theory, amen, and you can do your own research, amen, that angels had once visited the city, amen, hallelujah, and in, had engaged in sexual acts with the people of Sodom. I will give you my reason for that when we read that scripture, amen. So God, hallelujah, wanted to destroy Sodom, amen, but he warned Abraham first, and Abraham pleaded for the righteous day. He was really speaking about Lot, amen, when he asked God not to, destro not to destroy it, amen, for uh, he got all the way down to 10 righteous people, but he was really speaking about Lot. So with all that understanding, let's read the scripture. Let's remember here that Abraham had, uh, and Lot had split, their herdsmen had argued, uh, and they decided that they could not be on the same land together. So Abraham went one way, Lot went the other way. Lot went towards Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen. So here we see Lot. Hallelujah. And Genesis 19, one reads, and there came two angels to Sodom at even. So in the evening and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. Now to you and I, that would be a innocent statement right there in the Bible. Amen. But at that time, if you sat at the gate, it meant that you sat at a prominent place in that city or in that community, that Lot was someone of renown in the city because he was sitting at the gate. So Lot was someone of renown in this sinful city. He sat at the gate. He was among the elders in the city. He had something to do with how the city was run. He had influence. The angels met him at the gate. Let's read on. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face towards the ground. He recognized who they were. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So what's our point number one here? Amen. Hallelujah. That we established that Lot was righteous. But somehow Lot was drawn to Sodom, a place known for sin. And not only that, hallelujah, he was a place, he was a person of influence 
and renowned in the city. My God, righteous Lot. Let's look at something else about Lot's life. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to look at how Lot offers up his two daughters to the mob in Sodom. Now we're talking about a righteous man. The Bible calls him a righteous man. All right, let's go to Genesis 19 and 8. Now these angels eventually come into, uh, come into the city, amen, with Lot, amen, hallelujah. And then the people of the city, hallelujah, see them, amen, and then something happens, all right? So let's read this from Genesis 19 8. I'm still in the King James Version. Behold, now, I, uh, this is Lot speaking to the mob. They wanted to come and they wanted to sleep with the angels. This is why... I mentioned, amen, that I believe that angels had been there before. The people recognized the angels and wanted to do things that they had seen done before. This is where my theory on that the angels had slept with people before in Sodom and why God wanted to destroy it. Amen. There's a biblical theory, amen, that the devil and his cohorts or his fallen angels, amen, were trying to mar the line, the bloodline that led to Jesus. Amen. We know that the Bible speaks of giants and things of that nature. Amen. Hallelujah. The people wanting so bad to sleep with these angels, they must have seen them before, must have seen some type of angelic beings before that had been intimate with other human beings. My God. So here we go. This is Lot speaking to the mob that's trying to uh, sleep with the angels. He says, Behold now, I have two daughters which have not known man. So that means they were virgins. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Now what kind of righteous man would offer his daughters to be raped by a mob? Yet the Bible calls Lot righteous. How can that be? Let's read on. Only unto these men do nothing, for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. Now, on one hand, you can say he's doing something great, nice. He's trying to protect the angels who really need no protection, the angels. But on the other hand, how could you offer your own daughters to be raped? Yet the Bible calls Lot a righteous man is this a contradiction is this one of those contradictions those that don't believe in the bible speak about we're going to find out hallelujah let's look at another example hallelujah glory to god amen lot lingered in sodom hallelujah we're going to take a look at he didn't want to leave sodom Let's go to Genesis 19:15. So we're in the same chapter. Now we're reading from the Amplified Version. We're going to read 15 and 16. We're talking about righteous Lot. Amen? Or oh, the righteousness of Lot. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Genesis 19:15 reads, And when the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Get up, take your wife and two daughters who are here, and go, and you will be swept away and you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. So I don't know about you. If I, if I knew two angels were coming to destroy where I live, you wouldn't have to urge me. You wouldn't have to hurry me up. I'd be like, let's go. But for some reason, Lot lingered in the city. It's kind of like Christians who like to be around sin. It happens. We're weak. We're frail. Sometimes... 
Hallelujah, we've been, we grew up in situations that that's all we knew. Lot was comfortable being around sin. And sometimes as Christians, we can get comfortable and it can be normal to be around all kind of awful sins. Help us, God. Hallelujah. Just keeping it real with you today. Let's jump down to verse 16. But Lot hesitated and lingered. The angels are trying to hurry him out the city because the city's about to be destroyed, destroyed by fire and brimstone. Yet this man is lingering. But the Bible calls him a righteous man. He liked to be around sin. By God. The men took hold of his hand and the hand of his wife and the hand of his two daughters. Now, Understand, when I didn't read the scripture, his daughters were actually engaged to two men who decided not to go. Hallelujah. Now, the, uh, I think the King James calls it their husbands. Amen. Uh, they were engagement at that time was a legal contract. Amen. Hallelujah. So they had not yet consummated the marriage. They had not yet lived together. Amen. As husband and wife. But the, 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 these his, lots two daughters had men that they were engaged in. And these men uh, decided not to go. All right, let's keep that in mind as we move forward. Amen. Hallelujah. So listen, if we look at this here, so Lot lingered and didn't hurry up to leave Sodom, and the two angels grabbed him and his family and got them out of there. Have you ever been in a situation where God got you out of a situation, amen, that you weren't, hallelujah, aware that you needed to get out of? A situation that you were comfortable in, although it was for your doom, amen, and God rescued you from the situation. That's what's happening here with Lot, hallelujah. The men took hold of his hand and the hand of his wife and the hand of his two daughters because the Lord was merciful to him for Abraham's sake. My God, you can't tell me that intercessions don't work, hallelujah. God rescued him for Abraham's sake. Hallelujah. And they brought him out and left him outside the city with his family. We got to keep praying for those that we love and care for because God responds to our prayers. My God. Hallelujah. Let's look at something else about Lot's life. Hallelujah. We're going to see how Lot engages in detestable acts with his daughter. Remember, we're talking about the righteousness of Lot. The Bible calls him righteous. My God. Help us, Jesus. Hallelujah. What is going on here? This is not the kind of Bible I understand, but this is it. I didn't write this. This is in the Bible. It calls Lot a righteous man. Hallelujah. Now, he would not be to me or maybe to you, but the Bible calls him a righteous man. We're headed somewhere. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's read this account here from uh, Genesis 19.31. Now, Lot and his family are outside the city. His wife turned to... Uh, to, to ash amen she turned back she probably got hit with some uh debris or some of the uh what do you call that collateral damage amen from the fire the brimstone she changed amen was was killed amen hallelujah but lot and his two daughters got away and they hid in a cave amen so here's the here's his firstborn daughter speaking here in verse 31 the firstborn said to the younger our father's aging and there is not a man on earth available to be intimate with us in the customary way so that we may have children so Lot's daughters believed that the earth was about to be destroyed. They felt like there would be no other man, amen, to come there and help them have children, to be with them and have children. They had lost the men they were engaged to, 
amen, and we're at a desperate place. Anybody ever been in a desperate place and you took your eyes off of God and you came up with your own plan? That's what we do as human beings sometimes. We do this. You do it. Sometimes I have done it in the past. We get into a desperate place and we come up with a desperate plan that's far out of his will. Let's move on to the next verse. Verse 31, I mean 32, excuse me. It says, come, let us make our father drunk with wine. We will lie with him so that we may preserve our family through our father. Verse 33, next slide. So they gave their father wine that night. And the firstborn went in and lay with her father. Talking about a righteous lot, my God. Have an incestual situation going on here. And he did not know when she lay down or when she got up because he was completely intoxicated. He must have been lit up <laughs> to not know that somebody was touching him, his own daughter. I don't want to get that drunk. I don't want to get drunk at all. I want to get drunk in the Holy Ghost. My God. Verse 34, next slide. The next, the next day, the firstborn said to the younger, Behold, I lay with my father last night. Let us make him drunk with wine tonight also. And then you go in and lie with him so that we may preserve our family through our father. Now, they have a good, sometimes there are good intentions, amen, hallelujah, but bad means. They wanted to preserve their family, but they went about it the wrong way. My God, hallelujah. Let's go to the next slide, verse 35. So they gave their father wine that night also, and the younger got up and lay with him. And again, he did not know when she lay down or when she got up. Next slide, verse 36 through 38. Thus both the daughters of Lot conceived by their father. The firstborn gave birth to a son and named him Moab, which means from father. Didn't even try to hide it from father. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. We know that the Moabites, amen, hallelujah, were some of the rivals of the children of Israel, especially when they were in the wilderness. My God. Think about this. The children of Israel would have had less rivals to go against had Lot and his daughters not engaged in these detestable acts. The younger also gave birth to a son and named him Ben-Ami, or son of my people. They're not trying to hide what happened here. He gave him names that were clear about what happened. He is the father of the Ammonites to this day. They were also rivals to the Israelites in the Bible. So these rivals to the Israelites were also related to them through Lot. My God. My God. And the Bible calls this man righteous. He had two grandsons with his daughters. Help us, Jesus. Hallelujah. Which brings us to our first question here. Why did God save and look at Lot as righteous? Let's turn to Genesis 19.29, the Amplified Version. It's going to lead us to our answer. My God, we're talking about righteous Lot or the righteousness of Lot. Amen. Verse 29 of Genesis 19, hallelujah, reads, the Amplified Version I'm reading. It says, now when God ravaged and destroyed the cities of the plain, 
of Sidom, that's Sodom. He remembered Abraham, and for that reason, he sent Abraham's nephew Lot out of the midst of the destruction. And when he destroyed the cities in which Lot had lived, hallelujah. So why did God rescue Lot? Because he remembered Abraham. He had a, God, God had a relationship, a covenant relationship with Abraham, hallelujah, and remembered him and saved Lot. Remember in chapter 18 that we did not read that I mentioned, amen, during my opening that in chapter 18, Abraham pleaded for Lot. Abraham even referred to him as righteous in that chapter, my God, hallelujah. So why was Lot saved? Because of Abraham. Saints, our intercessions can work. If we're in relationship with God, hallelujah, glory to God. What we need to remember about, the, uh, remember about Abraham, saints, let's turn to uh, Genesis 15, 6. You're not going to be able to turn to everything I'm going right now, holiday. We need to remember some things about Abraham, amen, when we think about why did God honor his prayer to save his nephew Lot. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For the sake of time, amen, let me just read real quick. Genesis 16, 15, 16. Hallelujah. In the New International Reader's Version reads, Abraham believed the Lord. The Lord was pleased with Abram. And he and he believed because he believed. So Abraham's excuse me, I keep saying Abraham. Abram's faith made him right with God. How was Abram made right with God? His faith. Saints, this is the gospel message. We become right with God because of our faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. See, saints, the cross happened outside of time. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Abraham believed God and the benefits of the cross that had not yet occurred in history. Hallelujah. Benefited him. Amen. Hallelujah. Thousands of years before Jesus even died on the cross. Hallelujah. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness. Abraham had, was the first, hallelujah, glory to God, of a line of people that led all the way down to Jesus himself, amen, hallelujah, that received the gospel message, amen, hallelujah, and, and he lives in a place of renown, amen, even to this day, hallelujah, glory to God. Let's see something else about Abraham. You don't have to turn there, but Genesis 18, I'm going to read verses 17 to 18. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abram that thing? which I do, seeing that Abram shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's saying here, amen, the Lord himself, the pre-incarnate Christ, met Abram in this chapter, amen, hallelujah, and would not hide his plan to destroy Sodom. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And said that he shall be a, a, become great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. How are all the nations of the earth blessed through Abraham, through his seed? Who's his ultimate seed? Not Isaac, but Jesus Christ himself. Abraham just wasn't anybody, but he was a man that had a covenant relationship with God. And his descendant would one day be Jesus Christ. That's his seed. That's how all the nations of the earth are blessed through Jesus Christ. Now, we know that Jesus had no earthly father. Amen. But his mother was Jewish and a descendant of Abraham. My God. And our last point, we're going to look at about Abraham and why God would answer his prayer for his nephew Lot. Amen. 
Genesis 18.23, And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Here's a reference to Abraham's calling Lot righteous. Now I'm still confused. Lot had done all these things. He was a prominent person in Sodom. He had offered his daughters up to be raped by a mob of people. He slept with both his daughters and, uh, and had grandchildren. How is he considered righteous? My God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Galatians 3 and 9. And we're really headed somewhere with this scripture. Amen. I'm going to answer the question, how is Lot considered righteous? My God. Galatians 3 and 9. I'm reading from the Amplified Version, by the way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I skipped down a few A's, so you might have to find that. Galatians 3 and 9. Skip down a, a few. Amen. Let me begin reading. Amen. So then those who are people of faith, whether Jew or Gentile, are blessed and favored by God and declared free of the guilt of sin and its penalty and placed in right standing with him or God or Jesus and Jesus Christ being God the Son along with Abraham the believer. What are you talking about here? Hallelujah. Next slide, Asa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I conclude this message today, what am I talking about? Hallelujah. Lot, despite his struggles and bad choices, at some point believed God as Abraham did and was considered righteous, just as Abraham was considered righteous by faith. As I mentioned before, that's the gospel message in a nutshell. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Point number two here with our conclusion. Lot represents Christians, the righteous by faith, who are attracted to and struggle with sin. Woo, God. Anybody ever know somebody that's a Christian but is not acting like a Christian? You may even know about your own life where you've been attracted to sin. Hallelujah. That you struggled with sin, yet God called Lot righteous because at some point he believed God and it was credited to his life as righteousness. With saints of God, we need to see righteousness as a gift, hallelujah, that is received and not an act that is achieved. That is new covenant. The church does not operate this way or see people that way, hallelujah. But the Bible declares Lot as righteous. What does that mean for you and me, amen, that when we struggle... When we are attracted to sin, when we, hallelujah, commit and struggle with sin, amen, hallelujah, we do not lose our righteous standing before Father God. Somebody say hallelujah. Woo! How many people have stayed out the church, amen, and ran away from God because they thought they lost their righteous standing before God? God understands our weakness. 
He understands our struggle. No, he does not co-sign it. No, he's not pleased with it. Amen. But he loves us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this speaks of the power of the cross. The cross was so powerful that it paid for even our detestable, our unspeakable sins. My God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, listen, I got some more conclusion here for you. Know that despite your struggles, God loves you and considers you righteous and right standing with him. That's what righteousness ultimately means. Not because of what we did, but because of what his son did at the cross. None of us can brag about how righteous we are on our own benefits or our own merit. It's, we could brag about what Jesus did. Can God save me? Of course he can save you. His, the, the cross is more powerful than your sin. The cross is more valuable than your sin. Even these detestable, unspeakable sins, the cross is more powerful than your sins. You know what the church has really done? Amen. We say that sin is more powerful than the cross. That's what we've done. That's what I've done. I've said that sin is more powerful than Jesus' sacrifice at the cross. It's not. Sin is not more powerful than the cross. How many people have left the church, amen, because they didn't understand that? Hallelujah. I'm not, it's not a license to sin. It's a license to serve the Lord and worship him for his, his grace and his mercy in our lives. Hallelujah. Listen, like Lot, he will rescue you from danger. And not take away his gift of righteousness from you. Anybody backslidden before? God will come back. He's married to the backslider, the scriptures say. Amen. He will come and rescue you like he rescued Lot. Amen. And sometimes we want to linger in that sin. Sometimes we want to hold on to that sin. Amen. Yet God comes and rescues you. Anybody been in love with somebody you know you shouldn't have been in love with? You didn't want to leave that relationship, yet God rescued you. My God, hallelujah, you had friends, you had relationships that God had to rescue you from, hallelujah, yet you were still righteous. You know, no one has the right to call you unrighteous but God. Yes, your behavior may be, hallelujah, not representative of God. God may not be pleased, amen, but you still stand in a righteous position before God no matter what. Hallelujah. You cannot lose your salvation. You didn't earn it. You can't lose it. Let me say it again. You didn't earn your salvation. You can't lose it. Who earned it? Jesus. And he will not throw it away. Here's my last point. Amen. And we're done. Hallelujah. With that in mind, cast your cares and struggles with sin upon the Lord. Allow the Holy Spirit to live the life of Christ in your life. Amen. It's impossible to live as a Christian. Let me say that one more time. It's impossible to live as a Christian. It is impossible to live as a Christian. Only Christ can live the Christian life, and he lives it in us by way of the Holy Ghost. So all of us that are beating ourselves up because we've been saved so long and we haven't gotten together yet, you will never get it together. Only Christ can live the Christian life and he lives it through you by way of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I.e. the fruit of the Spirit. I've come to a place in life where I stopped looking and expecting people to live holy apart from God's work in them. 
I stop setting high expectations for people to be this and do that. Amen. Apart from the Holy Spirit. Jesus said it himself. He said, without me, you can do nothing. Most of my Christian life, I've been trying to prove to God how holy I am, how righteous I am. Not knowing, amen, I was engaging in self-righteousness. I was trying to be righteous apart from God. And I would condemn anybody who I felt did not live up to that standard. I was calling the righteous unrighteous. And even in that, God had mercy on me. And now has me extending his mercy to all of you. Because that is the gospel message. Amen. Hallelujah. How is Lot righteous? At some point, he believed God and it was a credit to him as righteousness upon his life. I'm done. Friends, if you were impacted by this message about Jesus Christ and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord. Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.